friend, it's great to be with you here on this uh, next episode of the Church Tips Podcast, and I'm with my good friend from uh, Minnesota, Minneapolis, Minnesota, Jeff Deal. He is a, a professor at uh, North Central University and uh, formerly the lead singer for Sonic Flood, the great band back in the day, and uh, so it's great to, to hang out with you, Jeff. Thanks for hey, being with pleasure. us. my pleasure. Love being with you. You know, uh, we've really had a lot of fun over these last number of months uh, creating the worship leadership course in Church University. In fact, uh, the viewers and listeners, um, if you stay tuned here over these next number of days, you're going to hear more and more about the worship leadership course. And I'm telling you, if you're a lead pastor, you're a worship leader, you're on the team, you are going to want to tap into this. I've uh, I watched the entirety of the recordings and uh, I think we got a total of 57 videos, 51 videos, and then some six bonus uh, videos. So it's, it's just great content. The Lord really used you. So thank you very much yeah, for doing that. Uh, today, we're, today we're going to talk about um, keeping worship team members engaged during rehearsal. So, you know, I'm, I'm betting some non-worship team folks who just go to church, they think that group just gets up there on Sunday and they just do their shtick. But if you're the leader, you're the pastor, and you're trying to keep these people engaged, uh, talk to us about that. What what kinds of things should they yeah, be thinking about? Yeah, there's a about? whole bunch of things. Uh, I'll touch on a few here. Number one, I think getting everyone settled at the beginning is really important. Uh, like, for example, just having... Beginning yeah, of the rehearsal. beginning of the rehearsal, yeah, just right. getting everybody settled. So everybody's bringing their gear in and setting up, and we're doing a sound check, and we're you know t hitting our instruments and you know doing all this stuff, and and uh, there's a lot of chaos and all that. So kind of having once all that is done, to be able to go, okay, guys, let's just come come here to the center. And usually, I even will ask team members to put their instruments down and come to the center of the stage. We'll like have a little circle up, you know, just to help everybody get their hands off their instruments. They're away from their microphones. You know, they're not talking with each other, but we're in a circle. We circle up. And then a lot of times I would encourage people to have a, a devotional of some sorts. Maybe you actually uh, in, do a rotation where you have a team member bring just a short scripture and something that God's been doing in their life. And then we have a prayer together and just kind of setting things, setting the stage for the rehearsal. It, it's really going to do you a disservice for you to just kind of jump in just, just random, like, Hey, let's start playing a song. And then you kind of meander into the rehearsal, right? You want to have like a genuine beginning where we give God glory for what we're doing, come together as a team and set the stage. Yeah. No, that is so good. That's so good. You know, I'm picturing, um, you know, people on the team um, sometimes could maybe even be distracting to yeah. each other. How, how do you yeah, deal with and, that? And this does happen. I think one of the biggest things that happens, and this has to do with the worship leader developing a culture. Um, one of the biggest things that happens is where musicians will continue to play when they're not supposed to be playing. The guitarist is just like, <laughs> and we've stopped and we're trying to have this conversation over here about this part and, you know, or they just kind of, you know, they turn their volume way down. I've seen the keyboard. It's just kind of, and you're, you're telling, you're telling them your heart for God and you're telling them about what, what the pastor is going to be preaching on and stuff. And this guy's just kind of playing. You're like, okay, you have to establish a culture where we say, guys, when we're not practicing together, we're not rehearsing together, then I need you to not be 
playing. And, you know, like we have cues. I'll, I'll do this. This fist cue is this a stop cue. And so like when we're playing, I'll just do this fist and that tells everybody, oh, we're stopping. Well, will they keep going for like, you know, 15 seconds or will they stop right away? And I just have to establish that culture. And of course, there are other ways that people just. Wait, yeah. wait, wait, wait. Now, the fist doesn't mean you could get hurt if you don't no, stop. It doesn't no, mean that. No, this is kind okay. of the, the, the known signal around yeah. all musicians, bands, just to, this is stop, you know, stop. Everybody stop. So everybody knows that signal. A lot of times I actually do it down by my side. So it just so it's not distracting if I'm doing that during the worship service even. It just kind of gives the, right. the people in, or the, the team a place where they know that they're supposed to come to an end. So, but you got to establish that culture that people will actually stop when you ask them to stop, right? So, but yeah, there's, of course, yeah. other ways they can be distracting, and that might be that they're talking. So, you know, again, if it's something that is minimal, then you maybe, what, what I do, you know, when people are talking, this could be in a public setting when you're on a microphone, or it could be in a small group. If I'm talking and there's other people talking, I usually just pause because that little silence in my voice brings attention to the fact that other people are talking and they go, Oh, Oh, you know, so that's my first, you know, just kind of like, okay, just pause, let that space oh. be there. And then if they don't, I say, Hey guys, can you, can you calm down for just a second or whatever, you know? And of course if it gets bad over and over again. We talked about this in one of our other podcasts, but, but you might have to have that conversation with them. Yeah. No, no, that's good. Okay. So, um, you're, you're at the rehearsal and you can consider that work. Uh, we're, we're doing that. Uh, at the same time, uh, you yeah. want to have fun. You, you want them to enjoy it. So how do you get that balance of fun yeah. and work to accomplish yeah. what you got to do? There's going to be moments where somebody says something funny and you allow that, you know, like you, you can't just be all business, right? You can't just be like, Hey, we've got to get this done. Hey, calm down. Quiet. You know, you don't want to be that, uh, that leader that is just in people's face all the time. You got to watch the balance with that, right? Sometimes we got to go, hey, we're trying to respect everybody's time. Let's keep the train moving. But there are moments that will build memories for a lifetime with your team that somebody's going to say something yeah. funny. They're going to play something funny. And we can lean into that a little bit and encourage that, right? Now, other ways to have fun is, hey, you might decide you want to bring like food and stuff like that to your, your rehearsal, you know, but uh, I'll give yeah. you a, a really important way that I think that we could bring more enjoyment and engagement to our rehearsals. And that is to rehearse some things that really matter. And part of this is knowing what matters. Sometimes uh, when bands are rehearsing, they just kind of run through the song, run through it again. And is that good? All right, we're done. But, but there's so much more to a rehearsal than just running through the songs. And a couple of those items that I'll just throw out there, one would be creativity. Like, this is why we tell people to, to practice the song at home so we can rehearse the song uh, there in, in, the, in the rehearsal for the worship team is because it allows us space. If everyone comes knowing the song, then it allows us space to be creative, now, some people think that, uh, you know, the Elevation Police is going to show up if we change the way that Elevation has always done their song. But creativity is part of what God has called us to as a worship team. So it's exciting for a band to realize that we don't have to regurgitate the song the same way every time. It gets boring. It gets blah, not only for the band, but also for the congregation. So we have time now set aside 
in our rehearsal to be creative. Hey, let's do a key change there. Hey, let's add an extra bar there. Hey, let's start with the bridge instead of uh, the the verse. Uh, hey, let's start with a big intro instead of uh, a down intro. All those types of things. You can get creative and that brings joy to the rehearsal. Yeah, no, that's good. Now, uh, the analytical math kind of guy that I am uh, would ask the question, how long is typically a yeah, rehearsal? That's is there- yeah, that's good. I mean, you know, it varies. I would say um, you know, th- there's two things you have to consider. One is, uh, are you having two rehearsals in a week? And a lot of times people will have like a Thursday night rehearsal and then they'll kind of tone it up, tune it up on Sunday morning and have another rehearsal to kind of fine tune everything. Uh, but if you only have a Sunday morning rehearsal, well, you're probably going to have to have a longer rehearsal than you would if you'd had a Thursday night rehearsal as well. I personally would suggest that nothing under an hour and a half. I would think that an hour and a half would be the minimum, uh, but I would honestly okay. suggest that two hours would be good. Again, it depends on if you're having two rehearsals. If you're having two, you could probably get away with an hour and a half on the Thursday or the Wednesday and then maybe an hour on Sunday morning just to fine-tune things. It also depends on how long your worship time is, right? If your church does 20 minutes of worship, you're only talking three or four songs. If your church does 45 minutes of worship, you might be talking about six or seven songs. So it's going to be longer depending on the number of songs you have. So if you've got an hour and a half rehearsal, how much time is, um, is spent talking, hanging out, because you're not going 90 minutes nonstop. Yeah, exactly. I, mean, I, well, don't, know if, I don't know if you think in those yeah, terms. Absolutely. But. There's different components to the rehearsal, right? And I think you know part of it is is how you decide when the rehearsal starts, too, because there's so many moving parts. As we talked about with sound check and line check and people setting up gear and all that, I like to think of the time before the rehearsal as the time when people are kind of if they want to get there early, they're hanging out, they're talking, they're setting up gear, but they're also connecting with one another. And But we always have like a hard, yeah, yeah we have a hard start time. Say, okay, like everyone needs to be ready by 7 p.m., you know, for that Thursday night rehearsal. So that means if you have a lot of gear you got to bring, you got to show up at 6.30, right? Get your stuff set up or 6.15. But maybe the vocalist comes right. in five, ten minutes early and they're just ready to go because they don't have any gear to set up. Um, but you, you kind of have that space set aside for some interaction. I personally wouldn't have any official time, like from seven to seven ten. We'll just sit and talk. I would set that time aside uh, for some spiritual development at the beginning of the rehearsal, uh, but then get right into yeah. the rehearsal so you can respect people's time. Yeah, it's good. Here's a practical one for you. I, you referenced it a little bit, but. Do you provide snacks, goodies, refreshments on a regular basis or periodically? Well, what do you do? Personally, I would say that it's not necessary to do that for the rehearsals, for the weekly rehearsals. What I like to do is I'd leave that for what we call team nights, right? And so that's a different thing than a rehearsal, right? Rehearsal is something you're going to have every week uh, with your team, maybe once or twice a week. Team nights would be something that would be separate from rehearsals, which we could do a whole other podcast on team nights. Uh, but But that's where I think you would want to have maybe a quarterly gathering or maybe every other month gathering. And it's separate from your rehearsals. It's on a Friday night. It's on a Saturday. You know, you might do something fun or talk about leadership development or music development, those types of things. But in those gatherings, food is a must. 
Yeah, got to have it. Got to have it. Wow, this has been so good, uh, Jeff, so practical. Give us a hitch up. What, what what do you want the viewer and the listener to take away from well, this podcast? Well, the main thing is making sure you can kind of streamline your rehearsals and that it doesn't just become about playing the songs like they are in the recording and just running through it, running through it, through it and being done. I, I want to encourage you to yeah. add some creative elements to your rehearsals. Again, I didn't mention this, but you could add something like spontaneous music. There's a lot of people that are moving in the direction of really wanting to let the Holy Spirit lead their worship time. So they might have two or three or four or five minutes if within the Sunday morning worship where the Holy Spirit is is moving and, and we're just kind of following Him if, with our music and allowing people to sing out in the Spirit. Well, those things can actually be rehearsed in your rehearsal. So take 10 minutes, vamp on that bridge chorus, uh, that bridge progression, and begin to allow people to sing spontaneously, to play spontaneously. And that's that becomes very exciting because once again, playing the same thing over and over again gets really boring. And this brings joy and excitement to the rehearsal. Wow. Wow. Jeff, this has been so good. I can't thank you enough for uh, your input to Uh, lead pastors and worship leaders in this way. Uh, And to the viewer and the listener, thanks for hanging out with us on this today. Uh, We want to mention two PDFs that are available to you, and they're in the show notes. And uh, the first is the Worship Worship Leader's Guide to um, Navigating Generational and Cultural Gaps. And uh, the second is uh, the Worship Pastor's Guide to Honoring the Lead Pastor. Uh, and here's where you'd find those. Again, they're in, they're in the show notes, but go to leaders.church slash gaps, G-A-P-S, and leaders.church slash honor. Uh, if you go and uh, you grab both of those, I strongly recommend them. Grab them, look at them, print them off, um, provide them for um, any of your leaders. You're going to find these two PDFs to be very helpful. Jeff created those for us, and we want to thank him for that. Uh, also, keep your eye peeled for the Worship Leadership course that's coming out in the next number of days. We're so excited about it. It's going to be a, a great addition. Every lead pastor and every worship pastor and worship leader are going to want this course to help them take their uh, worship and the body as a whole to the next level. Again, Jeff, thanks very much for hanging out with Love us the today. Love the opportunity. Thanks, Make it a great one today and be thanks. blessed. See ya. Hey, Jonathan here. Real quick before you go. Everything in your ministry rises and falls on your leadership. So investing in your leadership is essential to staying healthy and growing the ministry. And that's why I want to invite you to join us inside the Leaders.Church membership. This online streaming service for pastors gives you access to more than 300 videos plus training material to level up your leadership and improve your ministry skills. If you'd like to do that, I want to invite you to go to leaders.church slash boost. Again, that's leaders.church slash boost. Well, thanks again for joining us on the Church Tips Podcast. We'll look forward to seeing you next time.